Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. It is Wednesday, April 7th. And uh, I hope you're having a good day today, and I thank the Lord for a great week we've had so far. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking this morning, I was thinking about how God blessed us, of course, on Easter Sunday with, uh, we had a man get saved, we had a young lady get baptized, in good spirit. But, you know, also, I just want to say thank the Lord for that weather. Remember last Friday, how cold it was, and then uh, Sunday was just a perfect day, and these last few days have been beautiful, and uh, I hope we're thankful. Sometimes we complain when the weather's not good, but sometimes we don't thank the Lord when the weather is good. And uh, honestly, every day is a gift from God, and I hope we always uh, thank the Lord for His goodness uh, to us. And I'm thankful I get to be with you today on this broadcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, those of you on the radio station, those on Facebook, and those on our podcast, and those that are listening right now live, it is lunchtime, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to tune in to our Winning Side broadcast Monday through Friday at noon, and then a replay every evening at 6 o'clock. So if you ever miss it at noon, uh, you can uh, uh, set a, a, an alarm or reminder to listen later on in the evening. We're getting back into our series today from the book of Daniel, and I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you just catch one episode, you might be a little bit like, what in the world are we talking about? But if you're able to follow along every day, I hope it makes sense and I hope it all fits together. But we're looking forward to getting back in uh, to the book of Daniel. I enjoyed the, the podcast and the uh, episodes on the cross, and then we did two on the resurrection, and now today we'll get back on our schedule. Happy birthday today to Lois Rowell, and happy anniversary to Curry and Haley Roberts. Hope you have a great day today. And then don't forget the service tonight, 7 o'clock, prayer meeting, Bible study, Teens on Target, Master Clubs. And then this weekend, we have a marriage seminar, Saturday evening, 6 o'clock, with Pastor Andy Harrell. He pastors the Eastwood Baptist Church in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, I've known Brother Harold for years, and uh, you will be blessed, I promise you. He taught a class when I was in Bible college as a student. He was a teacher, and he taught a class on the home. And I still remember just so many practical, uh, biblical uh, pointers that he gave in that class. And I know he'll be a blessing to us Saturday night, and then he'll be with us all day Sunday, uh, including our online Sunday school class at 10.15 and drive-in at 9, 11 o'clock service and Sunday night. We'll have a great day together on Sunday. I want you to hear this song by the Moore family. Uh, you know Brother Philip Moore and his family. We support them. They're going to Utah as church planners. Well, their son, Ethan, uh, went first as a church planner, as a single young man, uh, but uh, he, is, uh, he has met a wonderful young lady, and uh, God has blessed them, and they wrote this song together, and the Moore family sings it, and I think you'll enjoy this song. The name of the song is I'm Just the Clay, and I want to remind you, that's what we are. We are clay in the hand of the potter. You listen as they sing this powerful song. 
many times in this life we feel like doing it alone. We think we have the power to do it on our own. We try and take the clay in our own hands. We push God right out of the way. We think that we can handle our decisions on our own. Live our life the way we want to and just let Jesus tag along. But there's one thing Jesus has taught me. There's one thing I'll always strive to do. Whatever He says, I will obey. I'll go where He leads me, cause He knows the way. I trust Him. a scary road ahead and you're afraid to try and find your way I know what it's like to question his plan and try and pretend you're not afraid but friend we must remember even though it may be hard His ways are better So much better than ours Cause there's one thing That Jesus has taught me And there's one thing I'll always strive to do Whatever He says the clay that's being molded by the potter's gentle hand. Just the clay that's being shaped into the master's loving plan. So whatever he says, I will obey. I'll go where he leads me, cause he knows the way.
Amen for that song, and I hope you enjoyed that song. Um, that is, it's a new song, and, and I heard it recently, and uh, it just, it's one of those songs kind of jumped out at me, and there's a, a line in that first verse where it talks about sometimes uh, we, we treat Jesus like a tag-along in our lives, and boy, that just kind of knocked me over when I heard that, and I thought, I hope that's not true in my life, and I hope it's not true in your life. And you say, well, you know, I'm, I'm reading my Bible and praying and going to church and trying to, and good, I'm glad you're doing those things, but, but let God lead you. And don't get so wrapped up in your own plans and your own ideas and uh, your own way that you think you're the one in charge, because we're not the one in charge. We are the clay in the hand of the potter. And uh, I tell you, when the potter uh, does his work, there is nothing that can compare to the beauty of that masterpiece when the potter does the work. But sometimes we make a mess of things uh, when we try to take our life into our own hands and, and uh, we try to take control. What a beautiful song. And we, we've got that on our uh, uh, directory or our, our song library, I should say. And so you get to hear that, I'm sure, from time to time. But don't you love the radio station? I love getting to hear these songs and they bless my heart. And I hope you keep that uh, radio station on and lots of good uh, teaching throughout the day, all the different programming, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you uh, enjoy getting to tune in at noon. I hope it's a blessing to you. I hope we're not too deep because today we are going to Daniel chapter 8. I may have scared some of you off with Daniel 7, and you thought, oh my, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the lion with the wings of an eagle and a bear with three ribs between its teeth. And then we had a leopard with four wings and four heads. Then we had a, a beast with 10 horns. And then there was the little horn we talked about in Daniel 7, the Antichrist. And you say, now what? Well, here we go. Daniel chapter 8. Are you ready? We see in verse number 1, it was the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar. The Daniel 7 vision was in the first year of his reign. So this is two years later. Daniel said, A vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. So there's two years between these dreams, but here's the dream that God gave Daniel. He said, I saw in a vision, verse 2, and it came to pass when I saw that I was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision, and I was by the river of Uli. Then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram which had two horns. Okay? Now, this is not the same beast as Daniel 7. This is a different beast, but it does correspond with one of the empires from Daniel 7. So it was a ram with, which had two horns, and the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher came up last. Interesting detail. Now, keep in mind, 
This is during the Babylonian Empire. But Daniel receives this vision from God, and this vision has to do with the coming empires, this one, the Medo-Persian Empire. It says in verse number four, I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward so that no beast might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. Verse five, and as I was considering, behold, an he-goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river. And he ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram. And he was moved with choler, moved with anger against him. And he smote the ram and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. But he cast him down to the ground and stamped upon him. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Verse 8, therefore the he-goat waxed very great, and when he was strong, a great horn was broken, for it came up, uh, for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven. And it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. I want to go back to that first beast. We'll probably only have time to cover the first one today, but it is a ram with two horns. Now, this again was prophesied before the Medo-Persian Empire conquered Babylon, but this beast speaks of the Medo-Persian Empire. The two horns speaks of the coalition between the Medes and the Persians. Well, the Persians were the younger of the two, but they rose higher and rose to greater power and greater significance than the Medes. These kings, historians tell us, that they wore helmets in battle, and many times these helmets looked like ram's horns. Uh, and so this particular vision was of a ram with two horns, and they described these kings going to battle. We see that the Medio Persians, they came to power, and we see that Medio Persia was located in the east between Egypt and Asia. It expanded its territory by conquering Greece on the west, Babylon on the north, and Egypt on the south. You say, well, Pastor Jeremy, who cares about all that? What does that matter? What matters is that Daniel 8 is not written as history, but Daniel 8 is written as prophecy. So not only does Daniel say that this beast is going to have two powers and one's going to be greater than the other, but then it tells which way it's going to conquer. And it says, yep, it's going to get Babylon, and yep, it's going to get Egypt, and yep, it's going to get Greece, and yep, it's going to conquer exactly like it was prophesied in verse number four. Then we get to, well, let's just start with the second beast here, the goat from the west. So the ram with two horns is Medio Persia, but the goat from the west is the Grecian empire. And that notable horn or that important uh, horn that is talked about is none other than Alexander the Great. Before the Greeks defeated the Medio Persian empire, the Greeks had been defeated by them. 
At that time, the Medo-Persians had waged war against the Grecians with an army of about a million soldiers. From that point on, Greece had waited for an opportunity for revenge. And at the age of 30, Alexander the Great uh, led the Greeks, although they were greatly outnumbered, he led the Greeks to a victory through their speed and strength, and they defeated the Persian army in May of 334 B.C. About a year and a half later, the Persians rose to power again and fought against the Greeks again. But once again, the Grecian army defeated the Medo-Persian army. At this battle, Alexander the Great was victorious once and for all. And that is all described in the battle between the ram and the goat and all of the details of that as prophecy was given of how the Grecian army would defeat the Medo-Persian army. The ram was defeated and conquered by the goat of Greece. The large horn of the goat, the Bible tells us, was broken off. But it doesn't just say that it was broken off and that was how it all ended. It says that in its place, four prominent horns grew up. This represented how that Alexander the Great would die at an early age, and he did, but also that when he died, from that little horn, there would come four horns that would rise to power. And again, in these times, uh, a, a king would die, and many times the kingdom would go to his son or to his grandson. In this case, it didn't happen like that. Alexander the Great, his kingdom was divided amongst four generals, and they came to power. Tomorrow, we will talk about the significance of those four horns. And from those four horns, there will come a little horn. Now, we talked about a little horn in Daniel chapter 7 that comes from the Roman Empire. But tomorrow, we'll talk about a little horn that comes from the Grecian Empire. And this little horn will wage war against the people of God. Not in the tribulation period, but this little horn will wage war with the people of God uh, during the 400 silent years in the Bible from the book of Malachi to the book of Matthew. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And in case you're wondering, in case you're wondering how it's all going to turn out, I'll give you a little hint. I'll let you know this, that Jesus Christ is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And although the people of God may be persecuted for a time, I'm glad we know that we are on the winning side. We'll stop there for today and we'll continue tomorrow here from Daniel chapter 8 about these beasts and about the little horn that would come from the Grecian Empire. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. We'll look forward to a great service tonight at church. Thanks for listening. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.